0: Out there in Tiger Land and beyond, welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerrard. Joining me tonight is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Might have a quick one for you tonight. There wasn't too much coming out of uh, of Baton Rouge and, and LSU land, although they did uh, have their first scrimmage, put up some numbers, and some videos for that, uh, if you, if you cared to watch. Um, but we, I think we might talk about some some special teams players uh, since we've covered the offense and defense in the last two pods. Uh, respectively, and then also maybe cover some preseason rankings that just came out. Uh, The Tigers were currently at 16th, which I think is completely respectable uh, going into this season based on the last year. Uh, But we'll get into that as well and whatever else might come up Uh, before we do want to check in with you guys. Um, The Olympics are over the you know, there was a scrimmage this Saturday, but other than that, you know, it's it's pretty quiet. Right. It's just everything's gearing up for the next few weeks basically yeah
1: like you said scott you know everything is kind of uh kind of looking forward to that uh september 4th first matchup in the uh at pasadena so i'm excited for it with every you know we've only got two more podcasts till we uh, actually get to talk about our game so pretty excited
2: yeah like you mentioned kind of the quiet before the storm Uh, lsu moving day has happened people are are back in baton rouge buzzing a little bit more uh, and everyone's excited for it and like tommy said it's two weeks before the start of like week zero college football uh so we're only like 11 days away from that really excited and uh yeah happy to talk about some lsu here even though there hasn't been a whole barrage of news but that'll be coming soon
0: right i mean they, they give us what they can at this point right but uh i guess the old adage is true no news is good news because as anything that we've all come to learn is like anything that can come out of fall camp it's like yeah there could be positive but i mean like i said it's you know it's fall camp they're they're transitioning from just shorts and a t-shirt to maybe shoulder pads and helmet, then to full pads. And it's like, everything that's coming out, it's like, yeah, okay. It's good news, but you know, you're never going to know until it's game one, uh, unless there's a quarterback battle to be decided, but we know that's not the case. Um, So, you know, what's not, what we're not hearing is, you know, off the field incidents that, you know, players have to get suspended or like, you know, really serious injuries uh, you know, uh, obviously Miles Brennan, but like nothing happened this week. So in my mind, in my mind, that's actually good. Uh, I, I don't know. Did, did you guys get to watch maybe a little bit of this scrimmage? I I, I wasn't able to, I, I watched, you know, I've tried to watch some highlights. The stats look, you know, whatever, it's a scrimmage. Like how much can you really glean from that? Right. Would, would you guys make anything of it?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, from, from what I, from what I saw, you know, they kind of kept it pretty, um, hush hush, you know, you got, they, they didn't stream it anywhere or they didn't put it up online. I know they put up a few, like, uh, some sizzle reels and stuff like that. And they put up the stats, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I think that it, it's, um, it was good. It's good to see him, you know, out there playing again, the, the highlight film looked cool as far as, you know, it seems like everybody's excited to be there. Garrett Nussmeyer, Maybe he's the the number one story coming out of the scrimmage just because he had really he had really good stats for a, for a freshman. I almost feel like that's a little bit, um, and he had better stats than marginally better, but better stats than Max Johnson. Um, I was talking to Daniel about it a little bit before we started recording. Like I kind of feel like that's a, that might be a little bit engineered to where because the whole because the narrative right now around LSU is they would be a great team if they still had deep quarter, a deep quarterback, you know, position. And now, Oh no, it's like, it's Max Johnson and a true freshman. I kind of wonder if they, uh, you know, he was playing, uh, Daniel said, you know, that uh, Nussmeyer was, was playing against the number two, you know, second string defense. So maybe, um, and I think even regardless of which side defense, I don't think Ricks or um, Eli Ricks or Derek Stingley played at all in this game so so you got you know for as far as quarterbacks go you're not really you're not playing against the top talent that that you kind of that you could be playing against um but all in all i guess you know it's good to get, give him some confidence. He through what three tds and like for in a 60 percent uh passing uh completion percentage which for a true freshman seems pretty good to me um sure. i'm excited about it i think that the other thing that i heard about uh uh, from from the scrimmage and then also just from camp is just how uh, how dominant our defensive line has been and that's something we talked about last week. You know, I, I said that that I thought that was probably our deepest position group in the whole on the whole team and I'm just excited to see them in action because with the amount of people that we're going to be able to rotate in and out. I guess even uh, I don't know if this was necessarily during the during the the scrimmage, but recently it did come out that Glenn Logan has a broken foot or broke rebroke his foot or I can't remember if it's the same injury he's had for a while but he's going to be out for like for a long time according to coach O. so that's a big blow but still we still have an incredibly deep defensive line and I'm excited to see all of them work
2: yeah and it was kind of like the position groups that we had highlighted the past two podcasts kind of stepped up. It was the defensive line, like you said, especially Ali Gay and Andre Anthony supposedly had really good performances getting to the quarterback. Uh, And then the wide receivers, especially the young guys like Deion Smith, uh, Malik neighbors, supposedly they both played really well. uh, hauled in a bunch of catches along with uh, obviously Keishon Boutte, the number one, but yeah, all of them are, are vying for that number two and three spot. And like, Supposedly, I think Coach O said that the defense kind of won the day in the scrimmage, mm-hmm. but uh, overall there was like four touchdown passes and like 400 yards passing, so uh, they did do well. Although, like you said, uh, Eli Ricks and Derek Stingley both kind of still holding out with kind of lingering injury issues, so we'll have to see if that gets cleaned up in the next two weeks before their kind of final tune-up for for UCLA. Uh, another, another thing, oh, go ahead. I was going to get one more thing. Uh, apparently, Corey Conner, the true freshman running back, got quite a few carries. Uh, and was playing real well, so he might have even kind of moved into the number two spot alongside John Emery because uh Ty Davis Price was out with an injury as well, and so apparently Connor made the most of his carries. So we'll see if that actually happens uh, at the start of the season. But yeah, he was like Mr. Football in Ohio, and Coach O was like kind of singing his praises as well. So, uh, like we mentioned, we really need that uh, running back presence
1: to, to bolster our offense. I also saw clips in that in that little um, the little you know highlight video that they put out um i saw clips of of uh armani goodman goodwin he had he had a few carries that he looked good i think he jumped over a guy did you see that one that little that little clip
2: yeah they're calling him like thunder and lightning like Goodwin is thunder and uh cory connor is a lightning so the, the tandem of freshman backs will be exciting
0: to watch yeah definitely uh, and hopefully you know i can uh take some some of the pressure off the quarterback because uh, yeah like you said the defensive well, defense looked good. They usually do in the ball scrimmage, but the defensive line looked good, which means the offensive line probably did not. You know, and that was one of the major strengths we thought we had coming in. I mean, they they only lost Dari Rosenthal, but they you know they are bringing in a new guy uh, who came in what mid June or something like that. So he they've had to like adjust to him. So I, I don't know. I'm hopefully you know hopefully these scrimmages you know, do what they're supposed to do and help, help these guys work the kinks out and, and figure out what they need to do and where they need to adjust. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the offensive starters coming back look great. It's just, you know, you need a line to protect them and be make holes for them. Um, but, I mean, really, really good to hear about the the defense. Uh, and I, I kind of wasn't really worried about that because next to offensive line, that was the, you know, <clears throat> where we had the most depth or, you know, vice versa, really. But um, – I saw what you were saying, like Garrett Nussmeyer. He he already got his own solo article in uh, in Sports Illustrated from the the LSU beat guy. Uh, a lot of hype coming out. I don't know. If you you think they're trying to type him up to scare everyone off? I don't know. Maybe he's you know maybe he's earned it. But I mean, still a long way to go from the spring game because he was he was so talented, but also you know uh it makes you a little nervous back there too so to me it was just the ball security uh yeah i mean we know he threw like
1: three picks right
0: yeah well yeah one you could say it wasn't his fault it just bounced off someone's fingertips but still that's not a good number but i mean he you could definitely see the arm talent and yeah, I, I, i wasn't worried about that but i mean he's he's the next man up technically so uh Yeah, I hope he's getting a lot of confidence doing all this, and give him all the reps you can. I mean, he's going to need them. Yeah, I I
1: just think I don't necessarily think there was anything like like nefarious. I just think that it was you know, uh, let's let's kind of put him in a position to succeed, and of course he has to capitalize on it. But I think they put him in a position to succeed so that way the storyline isn't doesn't have to be for forever until UCLA. Man, LSU is just absolutely done. If they if they if they don't have a quarterback, if their quarterback goes down, it's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I saw that uh, Stingley and Ricks were. I like, would well, neither one of them participated in the scrimmage. Like they're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know. Is it? Do you think that was just to protect them? Or are they like really? Do they need healing, or is it just like, yeah? Supposedly, it's
2: just like kind of lingering, nagging issues. From what I saw, Ricks is supposed to be back this week and then uh, Stingley next week, so uh, they both should have at least like one full week uh, to go before the start of the season. So I wouldn't look too much into it. Like, if we don't see Ricks like at this week's scrimmage, then maybe you start to worry a little bit, but I think it'll be fine. And like, you want to protect your kind of star
1: players. Sure. Uh, I don't think either of them really need to to earn their job earn their keep, Um, and so if that, you know, I, I Stingley battled an injury, like a lingering injury the whole year last year from what I heard. Yeah. And I know Rick's actually came into the program with an injury. Um, I don't know if, if you remember when I met him, it was, I was, I was toward the football ops center. He was actually the, the place I met him was at the physical therapy place. Like he was, he was rehabbing a, an injury. So, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't, I, I think it's perfectly fine. I, I wouldn't, you know, get worried that, that, I mean, you know, what's, you know, what's really great now that, now that this year when we haven't heard a single person and we're getting, we're, we're, you know, T minus days away from the season. We haven't, we haven't heard a single person use that fateful two, two word phrase opt out yet. <laughs> Right. Remember last year it was like about this time it's like half the sport had opted out. So um, I was a little bit worried that that would be a trend that would continue. I was worried that some, you know, some of our guys might choose to opt out because it's like, Hey, I'm the best in the, you know, it's like, you think about a guy like Derek Stingley, he's the best in the game. He doesn't really have to prove anything. And so why not? Like, you know, if, if that's what he wanted to do, it, it kind of would make sense. Um, So Yeah, I don't think I'm, it's kind of, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're not having to deal with that again this year. And we're not having to say like, oh man, are are our best players going to quit? But, um, you know, I think, yeah, I think to answer your question, I think we're going to see both of them starting against UCLA and they just got to, you know, they just want to be, be safe and, and get healthy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and on your point about the opt-outs and stuff like last year, at this time we were in the the middle of the three ring circus between the COVID people uh, getting the cases and opting out and all that. And Coach O mentioned that after the scrimmage this week, he was like, "Yeah, like things have been pretty smooth. Like in the locker room, like there's a much better vibe going on. The team is meshing together. We don't have to worry about these off the field issues, and we can focus on football." Yeah, and that's uh, what you, what you like to hear. And then there's been the reports that LSU is like one of the top like vaccinated teams. Not that that's like kind of here nor there, but hopefully you can kind of keep the team on track. They're like
0: 98% or
1: something like that. I've heard that. it's all but one person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Well yeah. So, the week ago was all but two people. Now it's down to one. Mm-hmm. This one holdout, at least he's not going to be like Kirk Cousins and just <laughs> want to put a glass up around the playing field. Uh, but I mean, to me, that's way more comforting because you know, it, whatever happens to them during the season, it's not going to be that there's going to be, hopefully some rash breakout where they had to like forfeit a game or something, you know, something weird like that. Um, But yeah, as far as the Stingley and Ricks go, I, yeah, you know, it's even if they did just, you know, like get a scrape on his ankle, they'll they'll sit him out just to protect those guys as they should. But all in all, I feel like even if, you know, if there was a place for a conspiracy, that would be it. Like, Oh, they can't play. All right. Let's throw all of our backups in and see who can actually back up the two best cornerbacks in the nation, if need be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's where you need to, like, just throw someone in the fire and see how it works uh, before, you know, September 4th, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's another scrimmage. They'll have probably, what, one or two more, and then then we'll be in the game prep week. Um, but as we have done with the offense and defense, thought we should talk about uh, special teams, Honestly, I don't think it'll take us too long because <laughs> we know all the, uh, the returning players. Uh, I don't know, maybe you can make a, a, a case for a kick returner, but I think we know who's going to be the starting kicker. Uh, and that would be none other than Cade York, the, uh, all American freshman from last year, preseason, all SEC, probably all American this year. It's on the Lou Groza uh, watch list for, for best kicker. Um, I don't know. I, I think he was rated by PFF as the best returning kicker in America. So I, you know, I can't argue with that. Uh, you know, if you don't want it to come down to a, a field goal, but if it did, uh, I feel comfortable knowing that Cade York is our guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, his defining moment last year was the game winner in the fog against uh, Florida, and good to have him back. It's always helpful when you can lean on special teams and not have to shake every time your field goal kicker trots out like Bama had for a a stretch. They seem to finally found a guy. Uh, But, yeah, he's good. And then we we got – not got rid of, but Zach von Rosenberg, the the 31-year-old man, has graduated finally. So we got a true freshman, Peyton Todd, who was like the number one – a uh, punter in the country out of West Monroe, Louisiana, coming in. So we'll see what he's got. But there's clips of him punting, like, 75-yard kicks. Uh, so if we can have a weapon there, then I think we should be good. So uh, this will be one of the, the strength areas of the team, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about uh, punt and kick return? Because, I don't know, to me, yeah, I think we tried to do that Derek Stingley experiment that his first year and uh, some last year. But, he, you know, he just it never really – I don't know. It didn't really look like we thought it might. We thought it might look like Tyran Matthew, but it, it didn't quite live up to that. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I thought Trey Palmer looked good back there. I mean, he he took some to the house, but uh, I don't know. Do you see that is still the best option? Do you think Stingley should try and return him? I mean, they mentioned using him in offense, but I, I think, you know, if, if they really want to put him on offense just for Heisman consideration or just to use his talents elsewhere – I'd say why not punt return unless you think they just thought, eh, you know, we haven't seen it yet. So maybe, maybe somebody else's deserves a chance. Or I why? think, I think, it, yeah, I think it all hinges on whether,
1: and this is something that that, that has gone back and forth pretty much ever since Derek Stingley came to LSU was, is he going to play both ways? Is he going to get some sort of action on the offensive side of the ball? In addition to being the best corner in the country, because if so, and if he were to, you know, if things were to pan out, he could compete for that Heisman Trophy. So I think if there, if if the goal or one of the goals, either for him and for this team, is to mount some sort of Heisman campaign for him, I think you have to play him at punt return. Uh, in addition to putting him in a special package, you know, some sort of um, uh, some sort of package on offense. But if that's if that's not the case, if it's you know, I've heard I've heard competing people are competing like uh thoughts on this i've heard some people say yeah we need to do it like come on like he can win it let let him go let, let's let's you know open him up completely then i've heard opposite words, like no he's gonna be like a top five pick in the draft focus on like what what's gonna make you millions and let the other guys do the offensive stuff if that's the case then i think trey palmer needs to be the guy or i'm th- I, you know i've heard a lot of good things about chris hilton um I think he could be a good one. He's a, you know, he's got verified track speed. Um, I'm pretty sure he won like a state title in the 100 meter dash last year when he was mm-hmm. in high school. So, you know, I like having a guy with like with some some hardcore speed on there. I know he's been been doing well uh, as a wide receiver during camp. So, you know, putting maybe putting like a freshman who might not get um might not get play time like as you know or or like a Corey Kiner, like Daniel was talking about a guy who might not get playing time. Um, because he's kind of buried in the depth chart. But, you know, you put him, put him in punt return and he can maybe do something, uh, you know, do something special.
0: Yeah, which what you always want to see. Takes the pressure off the offense and the defense. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think uh, as long as LSU doesn't, like, give up too much in, in regards as far as special teams, I mean, they haven't really. Uh, they've been fairly solid. They might give up one here and there. But I remember a few years ago, like just special teams defense was just atrocious and they, you know, they would just kill us for yards and touchdowns. Um, I don't think that's been the case the last year or so. We haven't really had to uh, to worry about that. And I'm hoping we don't have to now. But I remember back in the day, man, I remember seeing Jarvis Landy would be on the coverage teams, you know, coming down, just knocking people's heads off. Uh, which you thought great. This guy wants to earn some playing time, and you know, sure, he, sure enough, he did. But I, I think just that aggressiveness and just going down on a, on a, as a gunner uh, on return teams, man, that just uh, I think that makes you maybe even that much more fearless as a receiver. Oh yeah. Right? Well, Jarvis Landry. I mean, he's he's a
1: he's a breed apart. He was a football player. Football. True. Player. True. They, um, they won't all be like that, but but I, you know, like I think you bring up a good point. I think I I, I one one thing I remember, of course. A lot of LSU people, if you've been following LSU recruiting for years, you remember the name Landon Collins, who was a guy from Dutchtown, should have gone to LSU. Like you know, his mom wanted to go to LSU. Everybody wanted to go to LSU, but then he chose Alabama. He had a really good career at Alabama, and I think now he plays for the Giants. That's the last place I remember him being at. But anyway, he's a really good safety. I he he uh, came to Alabama as a freshman, and. Was not like I mean at that point I mean they had great they had great safeties ahead of him and you know we all know at Alabama you're unless you're a a, a absolute superstar you're probably going to sit at least for a year, um, just like anywhere else really but especially there because and that's kind of how they build their program, but he I remember in the national championship against Notre Dame he was he was a gunner on the or no, he wasn't a gunner. I guess he was a, uh, no, he was, he was a gunner on the punt routine on the punt team. And he made like a, a huge tackle that was like a, a game. It wasn't really a game changing tackle just because Alabama was, was really whooping Notre Dame, but
0: they were Alabama.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was a, that was a big time tackle from a, from a freshman who everybody knew had a lot of promise, but that's a place where he got to shine. You know, that's a, that was kind of an iconic moment in that game that him as a freshman, he got to make an impact. So I I would hope to see, you know, let's say Sage Ryan isn't starting at this point uh, at, at safety because he's a, he's a freshman, right? Put him, he's, but he's we all know he's one of the most talented defensive players on our team, at least, you know, and he's, or at least he's got the potential to be that. So let's
0: put him on special teams like and let him, you know, go hit somebody. Exactly. I mean, that's what you'd want, right? If you're not uh if you're not playing where you want to play, just get on where you can. Uh, I'd say absolutely. So the uh, preseason ranks, well, the the coaches had already come out, but now the, the AP top 25 preseason poll came out and, you know, it's a lot of the usual suspects, a lot of, I don't know, there's some unfamiliar names and, you know, familiar places, which is interesting. Uh, for instance, like coastal Carolina, Oh, they they made the top 25 to start the season. Like, Coastal Carolina? Really? Good for them. Uh, we're not hating here. But, uh, you know, the the top five usually has the same names you see year in and year out. And it's really just, you know, you guys could just shuffle this deck and put them all in there because it's not going to matter. Uh, but uh, it's going to be Alabama as number one. And if you would have said Clemson, that would have been a good guess too, but it's not because either one of those teams has – uh, top the poll for like the last six years right it's like we need some parity now so lsu chimed in at 16 which i don't know i think that's decent you know uh i think they're based on that off of talent based on what we did last year i mean obviously we're not gonna do another 500 season i don't think mm-hmm. i think last year was just an anomaly hmm we can talk about that more later, I guess, maybe with our predictions. But I think last year was just an anomaly. Uh, everyone's ready to just move on. Same with just COVID in general. We're just ready to move on. So yeah. We're just going to move on from <laughs> 2020 and forget about it. Uh, this year is different. Uh, I don't think that LSU you know, should be in the top five. Uh, absolutely not. Top 10, eh, I don't know. I just, I just really don't know. Last season was just so, so weird. I think 16 is great. That's typically where they've started, even when we think they should be way high. You know, they always start like in the teens somewhere. So I think that's decent, but well, I'll just read the top five. What do you guys think of this so far? And it's got three SEC teams in it. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio state, and Georgia. I'm sorry. Uh, Texas a and is six. So there's three out of the top six. Um, I did. I just, does any, uh, I could see Oklahoma number two just because they have Spencer Rattler coming back and everyone's got high hopes on him. You know, big Heisman contender. Uh, It's Lincoln Riley's, you know, offensive team with Spencer Rattler. So that makes sense. Clemson is going to be Clemson, although they're moving on from Trevor Lawrence, but you got to think they're just, you know, reloading kind of like Alabama might, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, everyone seemed good with that so far.
2: I think it's pretty good. Um, I kind of like Georgia at number three over Clemson and Ohio state, just kind of given their returning starting quarterback situation, whereas Clemson and Ohio state are both fitting in new guys um it's hard to argue with against Alabama number one and yeah. then uh Oklahoma at two given like they have a Heisman candidate quarterback with Spencer Rattler I think a and yeah. a little bit overrated at six Absolutely. um they had a great season last year but Kellen Mond is gone they're gonna have to lean on their defense but yeah just six seems a bit high as far as LSU at 16 I think that's pretty appropriate I might even pip them down just a little bit maybe around like the 19 to 20 range just to kind of temper the. The expectations after last year. Off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always better to kind of overachieve than underachieve. Um, and then shout out, yeah, ULL at number twenty-three. I wonder if this is their first time ever in the preseason top twenty-five. Uh, but they, they had a great season last year, and they're playing Texas week one. Um, if they can knock them off, that would be huge.
0: Yeah. All uh, right. So this is where it gets a little interesting for me. Oh, I'm sorry, Tommy. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say, who would have thought that
1: the the opening that Texas would be getting an, a top twenty five matchup opening weekend?
0: Yeah, we're bad. Right?
1: That's not what they signed up for. I don't think when they when they uh, when they scheduled ULL probably. Well,
2: they're like, they're probably paying ULL like a million bucks yeah. <laughs> to play
0: the game <laughs> to take an L. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, uh, but it's like the second half of the top ten against a I think they're overrated. But then you have Iowa State. Cincinnati coming in those are the two guys you never see in the preseason I wouldn't say top 25 but definitely not the top 10 like where is Cincinnati coming from uh then you got Notre Dame and North Carolina rounding out the uh the top 10 um Notre Dame is always there North Carolina this is kind of new but they're you know they're on an upswing Cincinnati and Ohio uh Cincinnati and Iowa State I who am I to say no I, I why not right It's Mm -hmm. like anything can happen. If they're good, they'll stay there. If not, they'll bounce within the next probably three weeks or so. Um, I know they have Iowa, which is like their top rival in week two on uh, September 11th. So we'll we'll find out soon enough if they're for real. Um, After that, you have Oregon, Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, and USC. Um, Hot take prediction, Cincinnati at number eight, too low.
2: I think they run the table this year with a win over Ohio state and finish number five. And they have the strongest claim of being the the first group of five team to to make the playoff, but they still get
0: shut out. (laughs) And then they claim a championship like Florida, Mm -hmm. USF. Dang. You think they're going to beat Ohio state?
2: Uh, They don't play Ohio state this year, but they, they do play Indiana and uh, Notre Dame. So they'd have two like top 25 wins.
0: All it takes is someone to lose in front of them. Right. Hmm. I mean, the year LSU had two losses and then they got into the national. All it takes is people losing in front of you. And uh, you know, the rest takes care of itself. I, I would, again, I don't know. I don't know. I think Florida where they're at, that's ridiculous. I, <laughs> they should be with A&M back at LSU at like 17 and 18, 17, eight, 17 B. But you know, uh, after that LSU, Indiana, Iowa, Penn state and Washington. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Same old names, different rankings each year. Um, then you got uh, Texas, Coastal Carolina coming in at 22, the Raging Cajuns at 23, and then Utah and Arizona State rounded out. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of excited about Coastal Carolina and Lafayette. I hope they, you know, like you said, live up to this preseason ranking, which I don't think they've had in maybe ever. I don't know. Definitely not Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if anything, you hear about them in march madness or maybe postseason baseball but definitely not football i don't know you got
2: also michigan not top 25 sorry harbaugh i thought it was also interesting lsu only has three top 25 teams in the schedule right now bama florida and a&m although two uh are just outside the rankings with old miss and auburn um but yeah not quite as much of an sec presence as you normally expect i would say
1: i think a lot of this and, and you kind of see this with with the you'll see it with the first rankings of the playoff. I, I think putting like Iowa state Cincinnati, uh, even mean, even like North Carolina, um, which I, th- I think North Carolina is gonna be a good team, but putting some of these, these teams that we say like, Oh, these are, these guys are overrated, putting them higher. It, it almost sets them up. It's like, okay, like prove it to us that you need to be here. So, you know, I think, I think you're right, Scott. Like if, if one of them, you know, if, if Cincinnati loses their, their, probably dropping they're going to drop way down so or iowa state same thing so i i, I think you will probably will see um it shake out to be where you get like an old miss and a uh an old miss or an auburn kind of sneak into the top 25 just because of, of how to, you know traditionally they're going to be play a little bit more consistent ball than maybe a uh coastal carolina or lafayette or or uh you know some of these other teams we talked about
0: Right. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know. There could be another Cinderella out there that, that we don't know about. I don't know. Maybe uh maybe Tulane makes a push.
2: <laughs> well, Tulane has their biggest game maybe in t- their history. Week one, they play Oklahoma at home in New Orleans. Ooh. Sooner's coming to town. Wow, that'd uh, actually be
1: pretty fun to go to.
2: I know. So they, they might pack the stadium for like they, – they built a new stadium in 2014 um when i was a student there actually and so it was packed like the first couple games and the students kind of petered out a little bit as the enthusiasm waned uh but i I hope they they fill it out i'm gonna be trying to watch and and cheering them on but that would be uh, not quite on the level of like app state over michigan but
1: um oh if tulane if tulane beat oklahoma that'd be i mean that'd be like like when when you all beat alabama
2: yeah, and I don't know how they got Oklahoma to to come play in New Orleans. They must have coughed up some
0: big money or something. But uh, right, Will you uh, if you went, would you wear your Joe Burrow jersey?
2: Yeah, I might have to do one of you. You know those jerseys that are like split half and half, like yeah, a house divided. <laughs> yeah, get, you, get you a should. Half
1: you'd, half should half you'd wear your L- ju- no. You wear. You know what you'd wear, Daniel? You would go get a Justin McMillan jersey, and half of it would be LSU Justin McMillan, half of it would be Tulane Justin
0: McMillan. Hmm. There you go. You're covered. Right on. Um, All right. Well, that's uh, that that pretty much covers it. Oh, I did want to say this, though. Um, This is just for, you know, your own personal lounge, but also for all the haters out there that seem to think LSU was a one hit wonder back in 2019. Um, I'm looking at it's a list of the appearances for a team at number one in the AP poll from 2007 to last year. Number one no surprise alabama big a. 99 times within that time span but number and then it's a just a dramatic drop off after that uh so the next play the next uh the next ranked team is number 2 and they have 24 appearances but would you be surprised to know that that's lsu 24 times is number 1
2: yeah i guess we uh, racked up quite a few in 2019 <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, you know, nipping at our heels is is Clemson at three with 23. So they're only one behind us. Uh, Granted, we did it over, what, a a longer time span and three different title runs as to where theirs has been probably like the back half of the 20-teens, right? Yeah. Like, he started to get really good in the early teens, and then, uh, what was it, after – Taj Boyd or uh, Deshaun Watson I'm sorry yeah Uh, after Taj Boyd and then Deshaun Watson took over like that his team they were firing on all cylinders and pretty much have been so you know we'll see what they do this year but Clemson after that and then actually that it's it's another Mm -hmm. small drop Ohio State at 17 everything else after that is just you know peanuts but there you go who'd have thought Hmm.
1: that's yeah that's a little interesting factoid
0: exactly I kind of feel I kind of feel like Clemson's
1: gonna be down this year that's just a feeling I got they're due yeah I think, I think i think they are i think i think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown i don't think dj is going to be able to do it for
0: him dude if you have saving if saving if can't keep it up absolutely every year and i don't know why that came out like a midwesterner but <laughs> yeah absolutely every he does it every year guys uh if if saving can't do it absolutely every year yeah you, know, you know how could you expect anyone to there's going to be drop off you know yeah. not everyone's going to be like Trevor Lawrence or like Deshaun Watson, you know, there's going to be drop off or other stuff after that. Um, I don't know. That's where LSU comes in, right? We just have the correct blend of talent and timing and all that stuff. But True. we'll get into our predictions in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Next week,
2: like- next week's uh, listeners full schedule breakdown. We're going to be giving you everything. LSU predictions, wins, losses, breakout players, ties, flops it could be tie <laughs> seven overtime games hopefully no more of that too much for my blood pressure uh yeah but stay tuned for episode 107
0: 107 all right uh well I, I don't know is that about do it for us you guys have anything else you wanted to throw out there
2: i think that's all good pot on the down week and we're we're swinging back up into the season next
0: uh-huh. that's right so stay tuned so we'll have it for you here on talking tigs Uh, So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, everybody. And we will talk to you next time on Talking To.